0: Oklahoma State's campus is pretty empty now that students are gone until 2021. I know the holidays are quickly approaching, but before you disconnect and enter vacation mode, we thought we would break down what everyone can expect when they return to Stillwater in January. Welcome to the Inside OSU podcast. I'm your host, Megan Robinson. In today's episode... I speak with two guests from the Office of Student Affairs, Vice Provost Dr. Jeanette Mendez and Vice President Dr. Doug Hallenbeck, who reflect on the last semester and look ahead to the spring. How would you assess the fall semester overall, just in general?
1: I think our students would tell you they're glad to be back. Being at home in that environment from March uh, until August was long enough. And they were ready to come back and kind of get into at least some semblance of what college really is, is about. And still have students that are fear, uh, fearful and scared, and, and students that have been sick, uh, you know, not just positive uh, and asymptomatic, but we've had many that have been positive and had symptoms, and some that have been uh, fairly ill that have recovered. There's all of that that goes in. But I think overwhelmingly, it's been positive. And I think people have appreciated all the efforts uh, that we put in. But more importantly, that they all have put in, their peers have put in and everybody to help keep us here.
2: You know, I think we're really happy with where we've been for the fall. We did a lot of planning from March until the semester started in August. I think we had hours and hours upon hours of really just trying to think through the best strategy possible. I think we provided a lot of flexibility and options for students. I think we communicated as well as we could across faculty and students. And again, we were concerned with student safety and the spreading of the virus. And I think we did really well there. I think overall, when we look at the faculty and how students are doing, we're pleased with where we are, but we know that there are some concerns. We know not all students are happy and and we are trying to address those, but I think when we take a very holistic look, I think um, we're pleased with where we were, especially when we look at other
0: universities and and some of their higher numbers and, and things like that. You mentioned some of the students not being super happy with this semester and how things have gone. What is some of the feedback you've received positive and or negative from both students and faculty about this fall semester? The one thing I keep hearing from students and in terms of positive is they really did like the
2: flexibility of the classes. So they like this ability to be able to watch it live stream or go face to face. But incidentally, when you talk to faculty, that's what they like the least about the semester. There is nothing like being a faculty member and showing up to your class and having A quarter of your class show up that day or not being really prepared for who would show up and how you can teach that day. So we needed that flexibility. On the flip side, I think faculty, the negative was they just had to adjust more than they're used to in a semester and adjust their learning. And so I think they just struggled with trying to really find the optimum way on knowing any given day. You didn't really know who was there and what that
0: makeup would be students have gone home for the remainder of the calendar year. Mm -hmm. But what can they expect when they return in January 2021 for the spring semester?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing uh, that they can expect is it's going to be awfully similar to the way fall of of 2020 was, is that we're still going to require masks. We're still going to be social distancing. The classroom experience in terms of uh, our in-person classes are still going to be in in rooms where people are spread out and, and, uh, you know, that allow for social distancing. So a lot of that's going to be very similar. Those that live in the residence hall and fraternity houses will do testing again. We're going to ask everybody to get tested before they come back if they don't live in one of those areas, just to kind of make sure as we start off we can limit the spread as much as possible. But our hope is that our numbers, not only here but in the state and in the country, will be going down then we might be able to start opening up and having more in-person activities and events.
0: And you mentioned the Mm in-person classrooms here, socially distanced. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be the same this semester where students have the option of attending in-person or virtually, or will there be a push to come more to in-person classes?
1: Well, the the goal would be for more students to be in the classroom in in that setting. That's how the faculty, for the most part, have designed classes that are supposed to be in-person. It's where the best learning happens.
2: We still do not want students coming to class if they test positive for COVID, if they are sick, if they have any symptoms, we want those students to stay home. And the faculty have been told that they do need to accommodate those students, but the accommodation we cannot guarantee if it'll be a live stream like it was this semester, that will be up to the instructor. And I think some instructors will approach it very similar, to, similarly to how we did it this semester, but we're giving the instructor really more flexibility in how they structure the class and their learning outcomes what's best for their students and still encouraging students to come engage face-to-face or in an online class, keep up that same level of engagement. And again, accommodate when students are sick. So if you're assuming that you can enroll in that face-to-face class and you can just live stream it from your apartment or from your dorm, you need to check with that faculty member first. So I think we, we really do need to put out that message and also the message that attendance will count. And so that flexibility is gonna feel a little less flexible.
0: And that's, again, just to confirm 100% that that is a class by class basis. So students check with your professor. It's not a departmental thing. It's not an individual college thing. It's each professor can choose whether it's in person or virtual or hybrid, depending on what is best for them and their curriculum.
2: Yes. And same with attendance. So we had, once we put that announcement out to faculty, then the provost told a story that a faculty member asked, do I have to take attendance? No, you don't have to take attendance, but you can. We didn't want you to in the fall, but you can. If attendance or engagement or participation is important in how you approach your class, then
0: you can do that. One of the big topics from you know the spring until now was grading and pass fail what is the approach that the school is taking when it comes to grading in the spring semester? We're staying with the grading
2: and policy that we had for the fall, unless there is something that that would change how we had to respond to the pandemic, such as what we did last spring. So this fall we had our traditional grades. We did encourage students if they needed to take an incomplete, that that is something that um, they could do. We had retroactive um, withdrawals. We were willing to be more lenient if students needed to drop a course or take an incomplete. And so that's what we would consider as well. But we um, will have the traditional grading scale that we had this fall.
0: In the spring when campus shut down, it was sort of a scramble to figure out how things were going to flow. Mm -hmm. Now that you had the summer and this fall semester Mm -hmm. to figure out a good system, what have you learned about what works and what doesn't having kids on campus?
1: Well, I think one thing is uh, that for the most part, uh, people have followed the guidelines and the recommendations that we have put out. Based on our contact tracing and others, we didn't see any transmission that happened inside the classroom. We can go back to that. So I think those things work. Some of the stuff that we now to figure out is how do we connect students better with each other and help them fight off senses of isolation and loneliness in this environment. At first, uh, you know, we are focused on, keeping people safe from the COVID. Uh, COVID, And we've kind of evolved through the semester keeping people's mental health strong and, and working with students that uh, that are struggling. And so I think we need to figure out that balance. And the other side, I think, is we're trying to figure out how to best equip our faculty to handle not only the academic side of that, but also the emotional uh, impact that that could have on our students.
0: I think the other layer to that is, as you're mentioning, the faculty is that they also have to worry about their own mental health. So they're worried about their Mm -hmm. students Mm -hmm. doing well in school, making Mm -hmm. sure they're okay, Mm -hmm. but they're also human and Mm -hmm. have these own problems that they have to deal with as well. What resources are available here on campus for both students Mm -hmm. and faculty Mm -hmm. who might be having a tough time Mm -hmm. with this isolation and Mm -hmm. this distance learning and not Mm -hmm. having this sense of community here?
1: I think a lot of times people look to our faculty and staff as that you're supposed to have everything all together and you don't. So I appreciate you, you pointing that out. From a faculty and staff standpoint, uh, through our, our human resources, we have an EAP psychologist on staff that they can meet with as well to just kind of help them figure out and balance from an emotional and, and mental health standpoint. On the student side, uh, we have through our mental health areas through wellness as well as our counseling services and health services. We have a wide variety of, of resources, whether it's in-person counseling, group counseling. We also have a 24-hour, a basic crisis line, call Sam where students could call in.
2: There is misinformation going on around our mental health resources. There is not months-long wait to get in for mental health resources. In fact, on any given day, there is always walk-in hours. So you can be seen that day in a walk-in setting. Now, if you want to make a permanent appointment, that might take a week or two, but that does not mean that you wouldn't be seen that same day that you walk in. And if you were in crisis, all bets are off. We are getting you in not only that same day, but we will continue to work with you. There will not be any sort of wait time.
0: It's reassuring to know that mm-hmm. there are so many resources mm-hmm. available. And on this subject of mm-hmm. mental health, one of the big concerns yeah. that I've heard from people around campus mm-hmm is canceling spring break and what that could do to some people Mm -hmm. here, both faculty, staff, Mm -hmm. students. So why was that decision made Mm -hmm. to cancel spring break and Mm -hmm. just come back and start the semester a week later?
1: Well, again, it goes back to, we don't know what COVID is gonna look like uh, in the spring. And we know uh, that that short period of time, so one week, if if people go all across the country and they go out and they interact like we all do uh, during spring break, you're out and about, you like meeting with people, or even if it's small groups at home, and then you all come back, everybody comes back in a relatively short period of time, uh, it really could uh, create a health uh, concern in terms of COVID and really increase the spread, which may have meant that we had to cancel classes, uh, in-person classes and send everybody home again, which we don't think is the right thing to do. And so it felt like it was best case scenario to ensure as much in-person instruction as we can, that we needed to not have a spring break and then just push that out. So that gives us from Thanksgiving, uh, it gives us two months uh, so people can go home, but they can also then have a two week period prior to coming back in the spring where they can limit their interactions with others. They can get tested. If they're sick, they can quarantine.
2: We were on a call yesterday with about 10 individuals trying to figure out, is there some way we can create kind of a, a mini festival approach to the spring semester? Maybe take a couple days. What would that look like? How can we do it safely with the right numbers of people? Can we work through certain ways that maybe there's a day or two there that that there wouldn't be classes? Or someone was throwing an uh, idea of turning off email for a day what would that look like and so I mean uh, and and of course my fear is if you turn off my email one day then that means the next day I get double the amount of email so really what could we do that would be positive but without some unintended consequences and so I think we're in the planning phase but I think we will try to find ways that we can give faculty students and staff some mental breaks throughout the spring semester to account for that length of time
0: students are gone on about a two-month break which is a very long time that's almost a summer vacation what advice do you have to them as they're getting ready to return to campus to ensure a safe and healthy return to Stillwater? I probably have two pieces of advice. One, take
2: a break while you're away, right? Use this time. Um, The university closes for a little bit around Christmas and I I think all of us are ready to regroup and just take a mental break. We want you refreshed when you come back in spring and in a really good mindset. And the other thing is, we don't know where the virus is going to be in two months. We didn't know where it going to be two months before or two months before that and so right now we're using the advice that we have as of this day, and I would say before you come back to campus, really be mindful in the two weeks before you come back of what your activities are and if you can scale back any activities, not necessarily self-isolating, but, but starting to isolate your circle of friends or, or keep it a little smaller and try to return to campus refreshed but also safe. What we don't want is we don't want everyone coming here and bringing the virus back into the community and then dealing with a chaotic first couple weeks of the semester so just like we asked students in august we asked them before they return to campus get tested make sure that you are taking care of your health make sure that you know where your environment is and who's around you and stay as healthy as you can in the two weeks leading up we would hope that students would do that as well
0: to those students who might still be a little concerned or those parents who are concerned for their children what message of reassurance do you have for them
1: the best thing i can say to them is that we care and we're doing everything uh, in our in our power uh, to keep uh, that balance of keeping people safe but not infringing on their freedoms but also treating them like adults who get to be able to make uh, decisions i would tell parents that uh, you know, if you have a concern, reach out to to us. Reach out to the vice president's office. Reach out to uh, faculty and staff, uh, and let us know what those are. Have your students uh, contact us uh, as well. We're here and, and we want to uh, want to help. And uh, as a parent of a, a college-age freshman, feel their feel their pain and understand the fear that you have, um, especially uh, when you send your uh, child. Uh, away especially in this environment and so we understand that and we also understand the mental health concerns and and others and just want people to reach out uh, to us because it's uh, we're all in this together and it's all new to everybody and we're just uh, all trying to figure out how we can best support each other and create the best environment possible
0: thank both Jeanette and Doug for taking the time to speak with me. As we all know, COVID data frequently varies and plans for the spring semester are subject to change. For the most current information, follow Oklahoma State on Twitter or check out okstate.edu and click the COVID-19 update. Also, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the Inside OSU podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Megan Robinson, and thanks so much for tuning in.